0: Hey folks, welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. This is one of your hosts, Doug Zade, and I will. Well, uh, hey man, what? What do you mean? What? Why are I'm you so hard on yourself? Hard on myself? Yeah, you're not just Doug Zade, one of the hosts. Are you talking about the maybe I'm massively talented again, Dougie?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're not just Doug Zade, host. You're (laughs) Doug Zade!
0: Okay, let's get to the podcast.
1: Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week we talk about film. Sometimes films I like... There's a flip side to that
0: coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down?
1: And sometimes films I like. Back, there. I films that inspire creativity. Give my ah!
0: Films that inspire hope. I'm going
1: to see the world Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm going to build things. Films that take you to them. a place you never knew existed.
0: Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
1: We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time.
0: Are you not entertained? was awesome (laughs) yes yes, it was i'll have to edit it severely but yes it was awesome
1: dougie (laughs) i saw this preview and i thought to myself oh my gosh i cannot wait to watch this movie (laughs) the movie is unbearable weight the unbearable weight of massive talent yes and it is nick cage playing nick cage yes (laughs) uh Twice. <laughs> yes. And oh my gosh, I saw this. Uh, the last Nick Cage movie I watched was a huge letdown. It was called Pig.
0: Oh, and, was it? Yeah.
1: It got pretty good reviews. Oh, yeah. I the, the critics, I'm sure, just know. ate it up. But yeah. it was not a good movie. <laughs> uh, if I recall, I think
0: you saw that and suggested don't waste your time on it.
1: I thought it was going to be fun like yeah. this movie, but it was very serious and they were trying to do something way out of bounds like oh man yeah uh so but so anyways i was excited to see a movie where i thought nick cage was gonna get a chance to be nick cage yeah
0: and i really like nicholas cage which
1: i didn't know but i do too yeah it's a yeah. great bond we share that we didn't know I about know,
0: i know <laughs> nothing else bonds us together except you know father son that kind of thing but <laughs> yeah uh i know i really like Nicolas cage movies uh, it's interesting to me that some of the movies he didn't necessarily like doing are my favorites like um he's really lambasted disney lately so the the uh,
1: national treasures
0: yeah the national treasures both those films which I thought he was great in, and they were so much fun to me. They're probably my favorite of his films, actually. Uh, he he didn't like doing them very much, which was weird to me. But
1: it's you just, always wonder, like, what makes a person pick a movie? Kind of like, yeah, because uh, I mean, if you if you read the script or at least watch the movie that they made, there wasn't a lot there to chew on. It was a pretty kid-friendly action history film like so i wonder like if he didn't like doing it what made him pick it
0: right now the interesting thing in reading up on him lately is that i think he he picks us he picks the screenplay that he sent in the mail all of them (laughs) (laughs) he's made 109 movies and he's not that old no that's 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 the craziest thing uh and some of them not very good. Oh, yeah. They're not very well rated anyway.
1: And some of them great. Yeah. Uh, uh, face Off. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Face Off. I know you did. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, but, like, I'm thinking of like Raising Arizona. That's a great movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's made some really good movies.
1: I know I'm drawing but, a blank on all, all of them because oh, most of I what know. I think and, of are kind of fun, cheesy movies like it, Face Off. Yeah. Um. Although we, I
0: love Face Off. We may come We may come back to the movies that he's made. But yeah, he's he for a time made a lot of movies partly because he was broke. Well, yeah. And it, that's the it, implication in this movie. And I thought to myself, oh, sure, Nicolas Cage is broke. Are you kidding me?
1: Turns out at one point... He pretty much was. Right. Which is why he gets this reputation of taking every job sent to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he needs the money. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. I was just listening, not to plug another podcast, but uh, it's very different than ours uh, because, well, there's famous people involved. But uh, I listened to Smartless. Uh, Smartless? Yeah. It's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Oh, uh, yeah. They have fun, and they have a celebrity guest. Uh, That ranges all kinds of fame. Some are actors, musicians, scientists, doctors, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and Um, if we
0: have a famous guest, we have to fake their voice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But they just interviewed uh, Liam Neeson. Oh. Who just made his 100th film? Oh right. But he's 70. Yeah. Like I think he he turns like he's over 70. I think.
0: I don't remember the. Not to plug the movie, but I, it's just out now here in Salem, anyway. Uh, Which one?
1: Oh. The one he just made?
0: Yeah, he's a he is a, an assassin. Oh, surprise! With, with memory problems. Anyway,
1: yeah, <laughs> interesting.
0: He's Liam Neeson.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is. F- yeah, Liam Neeson's another. Actually, Liam Neeson's kind of similar to Nicolas Cage to me, where he has the talent to make movies like Schindler's List or 5 Minutes in Heaven uh and then he also makes Taken 2 and Taken 3 and Ice Road Trucker and yeah uh, w- you know Wolf guy <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> Wolf guy yeah that was called The Grey sorry but uh, <laughs> but yeah so he's another one that's like man like why does he make cr- kind of crummy movies sometimes when he has such talent when he is a talented guy he, that's yeah. kind of plays right into this Nick Cage idea it does. that the movie is talking about really. Yeah. Uh at least in the first half. <laughs> uh but yeah, so Nick Cage is playing the actor Nick Cage. Yes. who really wants to do this job. He doesn't get it, so he takes this job for money to go to this guy's birthday party. Right. Oh, do you want the old man rundown? Oh, yeah, I have we got we, I got sidetracked. So please,
0: you know, I wrote that old man rundown. Wait, wait, so hold on. You know
1: what happened? is I didn't hear the cue. But now I hear it. You know what that sound means. It's time for the old man rundown. It is.
0: Nick Cage stars as, well, himself, sort of, in a hilarious buddy comedy with The Mandalorian as his biggest fan. (laughs) The two of them get into ridiculous scenarios guaranteed to delight any Nick Cage fan. Will this, his 109th movie, win him another
1: Academy Award? Oh,
0: that's funny. But is
1: this movie funny? Ooh, you got dark there at the end. I did get
0: that dark. That was twisty. <laughs> Turn on some lights here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, Well, yeah, Dougie, you basically... I nailed it, didn't nailed I? Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always happen that way. Your old man runs What what down, not can you possibly exactly be mean? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> they usually make me laugh. This one was both correct yeah. and humorous. Yes. Um, Thank you. Thank you I- very much. I like that you called him the Mandalorian. Yeah. And not the stone from Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just you just really nailed it this time. I did. Uh So yeah, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal uh yeah so let's get into it let's do it uh, I saw this in the theater as did you I believe if it's not available to stream yet that's correct uh I went with a friend which was I think beneficial because they laughed as well or yeah uh I, what was your theater like mine was full it had a bunch of people in it my theater was not full
0: however uh there were... A few people, and they did laugh. And so you you always feel... You shouldn't, but you always feel a little self-conscious if you're the only one laughing. It's true. But people were laughing.
1: I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but I went and saw The Lobster in a theater. And uh, the theater was silent. It was full of people, but it was silent. And I was laughing the whole movie. I thought it was so funny. Me and... uh, My friend Jacob, we went and saw it, and we were just laughing the whole time, but no one else made a peep. It was really an odd experience. Then we walked out and was like, I think we might be kind of screwed up in the head, because we thought that movie was (laughs) hilarious, and no one else did. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no. That's uh, an odd movie, Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, All right. I will start the discussion this week. Uh, I think you went first last week with your likes. I think I did. Uh, and we're not limiting this because this is a full-strength pod, so we can just be free to speak our minds. Uh, let's give it up for Nick Cage. I know we kind of talked about him in our intro as a guy we both like. Yes, uh, yeah. He's so fun in this movie. He really is. Um, He's playing a version of himself, uh, so you can – I would assume when an actor plays themselves on screen, there's still a characterization of themselves. Yes. Um, and I can't imagine Nick Cage is like that in real life a whole, like all the time.
0: <laughs> no, and, and uh, several places where I saw like a description of the movie or something, they always said he fa- plays a fictitious right. Nick Cage. So he's not exactly like yeah. that. That's not his family. He has sons, not a daughter, right. for example. Right. Right. Um,
1: uh, Barney Stinson, I can't remember his name. The guy who plays the agent. Uh oh, uh yeah. No, no, I know
0: I know exactly who you mean. Um
1: Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. That's right. Uh, he plays this agent who calls Nick Cage uh, to get him to go to this birthday party that Pedro Pascal really wants him to attend and he's gonna pay him a million dollars to come he to this does. birthday party. He's like some olive king in yeah. the in the yeah. Europe somewhere basically. Right.
0: Exactly. Uh, somewhere in the Mediterranean yeah. I think and Yeah, he invites him there and, and Let's talk
1: about Pedro.
0: Well, yeah, let's do talk I've, about Pedro.
1: I I'm very hot or cold on Pedro.
0: Yeah. Uh explain.
1: I, I like him in the Mandalorian. I think he's really good in the Mandalorian. He was great in the Mandalorian. I know you don't see his face a lot so he doesn't you don't have to do a ton of acting but you have to be physical and that takes uh talent i think well, you have to have that voice as well i thought and I it's thought very that was subdued good. and i really liked him in that and i've yeah. seen him in a couple of things i can't remember the other thing i'm thinking of but i liked him in that too however he is awful just awful in wonder woman 1984 oh and I don't remember him from that. Oh my god, he's the villain, the main villain who who wants to become the stone. Oh, and he's so over the top. Oh yeah, just no, I know, bad. I remember he's what you're talking so about. Yeah, bad in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and so like when I saw him as the other person, I didn't know, I I didn't know what to think, but I ended up really liking him in I, this.
0: Actually, I would say, uh. I liked him as well as any character in this movie. He just did a great job of it. And he played a really charming, could be a bad guy, maybe not a bad guy.
1: Right. Yeah. You don't
0: know. And as much as it's a a farcical comedy, you know, a farce, uh, you
1: still, you can't totally guess things. Right. Uh, And then I just, I thought he, Got that perfect mixture of really rich, really famous, gets whatever he wants – but also, still a major fanboy oh, of Nick Cage. Absolutely. And no, that balance that was has got to be hard. Perfect balance. But he nailed yeah. it. it. He was, did. You he believed did. Him. You He's believed a him really charming guy. guy. Yeah. Swims in the pool and jumps off cliffs into the Mediterranean and has a helicopter. Yeah. And then you, he just totally kind of like geeks out when he meets Nick Cage. Kind yeah, of. he does. Uh, yeah. And I thought Nick Cage na- nailed that role of like, okay, I'll go to this stinking birthday party. Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, I thought those... The- For me,
0: that's when the movie started, when he decides to go to the birthday party because he needs the money and he can't find work.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he's and got he this- decides
0: to go... For me, they could have just said that and then send him. I mean, the whole setup before that was just over the top in I my liked opinion. The setup. And I know you liked it and we uh, we totally disagree. I thought it was way too over the top. So, uh,
1: Nick Cage,
0: he made himself unbelievable. No. And then the funny thing disagree. is, Kevin, Nick Cage, the real Nick Cage is kind of like that. <laughs> I did not know that. If I had known that, it would have made a difference in how I saw the movie.
1: Perhaps. Well, you just have to go see it again. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's massive talent there. I, mean. I love that he's like, he turns down like he turns down the birthday party quickly and abruptly. There's yeah. no way, not going in a birthday party, right? What Doesn't do they want matter. me to do there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. I laughed at that. Did too. Did you really? Yeah, I thought. I didn't that think was, that was that funny. Well, wow, what a surprise! I know,
0: uh, I know. That's PG Pa coming <laughs> through, baby.
1: <laughs> um, and then. Bec- but he's, he's partially turning this down because he and this director have had a really great meeting. Yeah. And there's a role he really wants well, to play. Well, he
0: thinks it's a great meeting. I'm not well, sure it was really a great meeting.
1: I mean, obviously it wasn't. But like yeah. in his perception, he. Yeah, yeah, And that's what I'm saying. He just had, in his mind, he just had this really great m- meeting. So he scoffs at this birthday yeah, party. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because he has a role that he's basically a shoo in for. And then the director so calls. Thinks, and says, yeah, you didn't get the part. Or, or his agent calls and says, you didn't get the part. They're going in a different direction. And he goes, I'll go to the birthday party. Which is yeah. funny. Like It is funny. It gave him a reason to be there. So I know you're saying the setup was too long and over the top. But yeah. there's no reason for Nick Cage to go to this birthday party unless we've been set up. He really up, needs the money. Unless we've been set up as to why he's going to a birthday party. I'm just saying
0: partly that the setup could have been done differently. In my mind, but they didn't call me to
1: ask. Well, yeah, agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, There is... You are Kevin (laughs) Zane! You missed the word. Uh, There is... uh, Speaking of that, there is a secondary Nick Cage character that I thoroughly laughed at and enjoyed, and I kind of thought that you would probably hate. I did hate it. (laughs) Nick Cage calls him Nicky. Yeah, because he's and the he's, younger Nicholas. He's Cage. younger and he's blonde and he's yeah, he's so funny to me. And I thought that that was kind of a funny twist on Nick Cage because so is Nick Cage insane? There's a lot about Nick Cage that is questionable. Is there? Yeah, <laughs> that's does that that's, would make it make more sense yes, too? I guess, although part- I'm not
0: sure why Nick Cage would do would play that.
1: That is part of the lore and the legend yeah, about Nick yeah. Cage is that he's crazy. Like, yeah. you look at his purchases, you look at well, his, his marriage history
0: is uh, uh, pretty nutty.
1: Yeah, there's a there's always been this element. You look at some of his roles, even, and you go, "This guy's insane," like legitimately huh. insane. Um, and so I thought that was kind of a fun movie fan, Nick Cage fan twist not a twist really but yeah. like just this extra oh this yeah. guy's nuts uh yeah they yeah, do some ahead, odd make things. that with... face Dougie. oh <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> i thought that was funny too <laughs> yeah i bet you did <laughs> um but uh but yeah these are all elements i i just really liked i loved the scenery man i love the mediterranean the, i want to go to the mediterranean you've been to the mediterranean but i want to go again i see uh
0: yeah yeah it was a beautiful setting um, uh, so good actors uh pedro pascal nails it nicholas cage is really good i'm gonna dip uh,
1: into something my first dislike that we can, oh really that we can discuss
0: all right let's hear it
1: i am hit and miss with tiffany haddish ah uh and that's kind of my first dislike. Really? Yeah. So Kevin, tell me
0: what you didn't like about the movie cuz you sound pretty pretty pumped about it.
1: Well, that that's kind of the perfect segue. I didn't love their involvement. Tiffany Haddish and the the CIA kind of involvement in the story. Oh, um, really? So to fill in the listeners cuz we've kind of basically just talked it up as these Two guys get into this crazy adventure, yeah. but part of that is we didn't because... say what the adventure was exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and this isn't a spoiler; it's in the trailer. It's a big part of the plot of the movie. Yeah, is Pedro yeah, Pascal's it's in the, character it's in the trailer? Yeah, is a drug lord, and he's using this olive farm as a uh, as a front. Yeah, probably money laundering. uh, Yeah, for among other things, either weapons dealing or drugs. I can't remember the exact specifics, but filthy rich. Yeah, and And it wasn't from olives. Tiffany Haddish enters the scene, enters the film as a CIA operative who's about to go to like confront Pedro Pascal's character because. Oh, yeah, another thing. At the very beginning of the film, this girl gets kidnapped. Well, come to find out, it's oh, Pedro right. Pascal's character is the one responsible for kidnapping this girl. Yes. And so Tiffany Haddish and this other guy, I can't remember his name. hes I'm sure he's a... I recognized him, but... Yeah, I did, too, and I didn't, don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, they they weren't that important to the film. Uh, but the less amount of time that they could... Take up was was more important to me. They kind of talked him through some stuff on the phone, which I thought was fine and kind of funny. But then there's there seemed to be like at least fifteen to twenty minutes of them being featured in the film. Did you did you like that part of the plot? The plot was fine. Okay. Um, I guess for the story to progress, yeah. It made sense. It was, they needed a kicker.
0: Yeah, that's what I was asking because it felt along. necessary. Sure.
1: I just felt like they kind of took too much time with the actual CIA agents because I was having the most fun with Pedro and Nick. Yeah. And so any see. time away from them was more fun or was less fun to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so so what? Necessary to the story? Absolutely. Um, right.
0: It's uh, a big part of the interwoven story. And yeah. So, too much of that.
1: I loved. Oh, and I know we, 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 we kind of transitioned to dislikes, but before. another... Oh, you're going to do another love. I'm going to go you? back and do an, a, another love. Uh, <laughs> these guys have such great chemistry. And they really do, don't they? One element of the film is Pedro Pascal has written a screenplay that he wants Nicolas Cage to star in. Ah and Nicholas Cage and this is true uh from all the interviews I've read of him yeah he is a major cinephile he loves movies yeah old movies foreign films right he loves movies and yeah. so especially of, Paddington 2 oh my gosh <laughs> I have also teared up at Paddington too. That's a great movie. Just turn in your man card. <laughs> I'll turn it in if that means I get to hang out with Pedro and Nick on a on <laughs> in a or right, sometime. Uh but anyways, Nick and Pedro decide to scrap the original screenplay and write a new screenplay. But yeah. they can't decide on what the film should be. And those scenes are some of my favorite scenes. Talking about, like, no, this is an adult film for adults that just like, this is a a character driven drama. And, like, I don't know, like, it's it's really, I love that element of the film. Just, it kind of reminds me of my friend Jacob and me. Like, not, we're obviously not screenwriters, but like, just having these ideas and conversations. We're both cinephiles. Yeah, and we both love movies. I, I don't know. So, like, I don't know. I just, I just thought that I just loved the chemistry between the guys, the subjects they were talking about, and like, yeah, Yeah, that Paddington too. uh,
0: My favorite part of the movie was the two of them together, and and the just the hilarious stuff that they went through, and him using his uh, his movie skills, and the one one part where they're having to run. And the one guy says, well, "You're a lot faster. You were in whatever the movie was.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were gone in sixty seconds <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, they, I read you did your own stunts. <laughs> they trade shoes. Yeah. That was so funny. That yeah, it's just, is a
0: hilarious little bit. Some of
1: the dumbest stuff in this film was just perfect. No,
0: that's that's exactly right. It was well placed and very
1: funny. Yes." I think there is uh, a enough here that we could probably have an in, uh, maybe not interesting, but a decent enough spoiler conversation. Yeah, I think uh, so. For too. some of the elements that I'd like to maybe talk about on my dislike side. Okay, but fair uh, enough. yeah, what 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 are some of the things that took you out of the film? Um, the first third of it.
0: <laughs> so no. wrong.
1: It's so wrong.
0: I didn't think all the buildup was necessary. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was over the top, and uh, a little on the vulgar side at times. And, uh, but that's just PG Pa talking. PG Pa coming out strong you, tonight. <laughs> I I thought you could have tamed that down a little bit and still made the same uh, movie, basically. Uh, it, but
1: mostly just language and innuendo. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of actual uh, nudity or on screen. No, that's uh, that's very activity, true. Activity, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, no, that's uh, right. Uh,
0: but yeah, and, there, but I, I, I didn't care for that necessarily. Uh, I didn't like Little Nicky. <laughs> I thought he was totally unnecessary. I thought it was a really good movie without those things. So I I would have rated it higher had they not been in there. I really enjoyed the movie, so don't I'm, get me I'm wrong. I'm really here. glad. Yeah.
1: I will just I mean I mean this is what we do, but mm-hmm. I will just go ahead and say I think you're wrong about the first third. Yeah, uh, not so much that like obviously that is where most of the vulgar, uh, kind yeah. of depressing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need so angsty. much of it. I would just add that taking that out brings about a lot less reason for the rest of the film to happen. You think so? I do. I don't I, think that I film disagree. holds the weight it does af- without the first third. Uh, huh. th- there's no incentive to Nick Cage for the entire film being there. For There's no incentive for him to be there.
0: I'm not saying it wasn't necessary. I think it was way overdone. You do have to have a setup for the movie. Yeah, and I get I get that part. I just don't think it had to be that. I think it, I think it could have been better written. And still, they don't call me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I and and you know, we do. Disagree. Although I could send
0: I could send Nick a script and he'd read it. <laughs> he might even do it. Uh, we we do disagree sometimes, and yeah. this is maybe just one of those this things. We we'll just have to things. disagree about
1: the, the the. You know,
0: and it's okay to be wrong, son. I still love you, buddy. No,
1: that's and and yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> um, yeah, I got I have zero comebacks. Yeah, uh, I I, know. W- I was gonna say We're something gonna say. like that, but then it would sound chintzy if I just it, said it would. Would it, it and is it is. How do you feel being hollow. wrong, Dougie? <laughs> Um, so, we're gonna do spoilers, right? Yeah, but those will, we'll have to wait for those till the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you kind of want to just get off your chest that bothered you so much about this fake Nicholas Cage <laughs> movie? Um, let me put it
0: this way: No, <laughs> not really. No, I think uh, it was a, a decent I enough think it discussion. Was a, I think it was a decent enough. I think it was a decent enough movie.
1: Well, then uh, let's rate it. All right. Let's rate the unbearable weight of massive talent. God, this place
0: is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20000 for it. We could have died!
1: (laughs) I'm in position. I think that's the actor, Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you! Have you seen clothes, too? I'm 44 years old. Okay, Dougie. I want you to go first. Tear it down. Ooh, too too much innuendo. (laughs) Just kidding. Too much in your window. <laughs> All right, let's see what PG Pa gets oh, this PG R-rated pa. film for adults. Ah. Just so everyone knows, Dougie does not recommend this film for children. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I do not. But Your, what your, you, your three or four-year-old should not be watching this movie. <laughs> Gracie loved it. I'll bet. She was the friend I went I'm <laughs> sure you took her today. I'm going to rate this a good, solid four. I think this is
1: a pretty good movie, oh, that makes me happy, does it? well, yeah, because the look, there are I things about it dis- I didn't like, and I clearly and did not is like them fair
0: and that's fair, yeah, and so I'm giving you my likes, my dislikes. I had some strong dislikes, but they didn't overwhelm the
1: movie. I, guess I in really our conversation, enjoyed the movie. I kind of felt like they maybe they might have, so I'm glad to hear that you know, yeah
0: I I, I I think this movie is a four.
1: It's, a, in some respects, very
0: clever, actually.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, and and the, the, the gap between us is going to disappoint folks maybe after our discussion, but I'm going to four and a half. Yeah. Um, this is a great film, super fun. I'm going to say this is not necessarily... Oh, and I didn't even for know kids. this about you. <laughs> uh, I might go ahead and go as far to say that this is not a great movie if you're not a Nicolas Cage fan. Oh. I think you got to be a Nicolas Cage fan. Well, it certainly enhances it.
0: Um and for one thing, it if you're not a Nicolas Cage fan, so you don't watch a lot of Nicolas Cage stuff, it takes away from the movie greatly because there's the so many about references to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. As an actor.
1: Um That'd be like saying a James Bond movie is an okay action movie. I don't really like Bond. Like, kind of like that. Like, this movie is an okay. This movie is an okay buddy action film. Yeah, it is. But if you like Nicolas Cage, this is a great movie and lots of fun. It's hilarious in spots. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think yeah. Maybe uh. That rate. I. I was surprised that rating might have surprised our listeners based on our conversation. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. But maybe that was just in my own mind. Not no, knowing you a... were a Nicolas Cage fan until tonight. So, oh, right. Uh, well, and I like some
0: of the stuff he didn't want to do. <laughs> Apparently.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, big recommend if you're a Nicolas Cage person. But, to be honest, if you're a big Nicolas Cage fan, you've already seen the movie and you, you already love it. You probably have, yeah. So,
0: so this is just... You can listen to uh, other spoilers that are coming up next, Absolutely.
1: Then. Uh well, before spoilers, Dougie. Yes. Uh we kind of talked about this earlier about how many movies Nicolas Cage has done. Yeah. I think this is a perfect example for a segment that's been a while since we've done. Yes. But I think it's time for One Brew Two. Oh yeah. Uh, Favorite Nicolas Cage. Where you Cage and I movies? do Nicolas Cage. Oh movies. yeah. Uh, now this will be a hard list to uh well, to kind to decipher down. wean them down. For-
0: 109 of them so Uh,
1: yeah exactly so uh so yeah let's uh let's get to one brew two nicholas cage version one brew two nicholas cage let's go uh would you like to start sure okay i would be glad to go first because
0: my favorite Nicolas Cage movie ever is National Treasure, and I really like National Treasure too. Uh, the second one, whatever it was called, yeah. But the first one was really, really good. And part of that speaks to me because I'm a little bit of a treasure hunter and a history historian and things like that. Right. So I thought I thought it was a it was. It was fun. It was a fun. It was a good story. Uh, It wasn't totally unbelievable, like you might think it might be. You know, Um, yeah, the treasure was a little much, but that's okay. Uh, It was. uh, It was a really good story. So my number one is uh, National Treasure.
1: No, it's uh, you're you're right. I mean, I don't know how believable it is, but uh, (laughs) it, it it's fun for sure, and they're great family adventure films. Yeah, they really uh, are. So I... What do you got for so yours? I went into this and I wanted to put a couple of parameters on myself. Because yeah. like, I... You and I talked about how much we li- love Nick Cage or whatever and I was like, right. okay, well, I already mentioned Face Off and uh, Raising Arizona so I didn't want to mention those two. Oh, I you, you want to get more uh, Nicolas
0: Cage movies in there, didn't you? Yeah. You and rascal? It,
1: immediately... I went to one of my favorite all-time Nicolas Cage movies, but it's not really a Nicolas Cage movie, and so I wanted to kind of stay away from ensembles. Ah, right. Uh, So I I took The Croods 2 and one of the better, the the best comic book movie I've ever seen, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, where Nick Cage plays... uh, Noir Spider Man. Oh right. Uh, so I wanted to take those kind of off the option and make them Nicolas Cage movies.
0: You know, I saw that movie and I forgot he was even in it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I I heard his voice the whole time. I couldn't figure out who it was. And then at the uh. Uh, at the credits I was like, no, of course it was him. <laughs> uh so these are kind of my Nicolas Cage centered favorites that I haven't mentioned on the podcast yet. Right. Uh starting with Lord of War oh yeah that is a it's really highly great. rated great okay and there's another thing kind of where we talked about I didn't want to pick movies like the rock right that are fun movies or con air classic yeah. Nick Cage yeah I wanted to pick my favorite real movies that Nick Cage is so good in yeah and Lord of War he's a he's an arms dealer and it is so good if you haven't seen it it's definitely worth a watch.
0: huh All
1: right. What did you have uh, next, Dougie? Well,
0: OPG Pa picked up a, an, another uh, good movie. <laughs> um, Guarding Tess. Ah. I really enjoyed that movie where he is, he is a secret service. He's a secret service member who's assigned to the former uh, president's wife. Yes and she's a pest. and she makes his life miserable at the start and then it goes on from there let's just say right
1: great pick yeah thanks um my second film that i'm going to go with where nick cage is just really good is adaptation
0: oh really yeah
1: i haven't seen it oh man I watched it for the first time this in the past year, I think, or two years ago, maybe, because huh. uh, I'd never seen it, but I heard so much What's about it. it. Well, tell me about it. It's Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, and Nicolas Cage. Uh, and there's a screenwriter. Nicolas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman uh-huh. in a Charlie Kaufman movie about oh. a screenwriter who's trying to find an orchid this flower yeah Uh, yeah and Meryl Streep I can't remember uh she plays Susan something uh it's wild it's a wild movie really not crazy but like a mental game
0: interesting I mean it's it doesn't seem like that something you would
1: like but if it's available to rent you should watch it adaptation yeah all right, it's really good. Chris Cooper won an Academy Award for it. Chris Cooper's a fine actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, but man, yeah. So adaptation and Lord of War, those are probably two of like the better serious films that Nicolas Cage just shines in. There are four films for you if you're interested. If you haven't seen them, and then uh, and then a fifth, really, with the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, which that's we both right. Really enjoyed. So yes. Uh, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Uh, I got, I I think I'm, I'm about Nicholas Caged out for the, the moment. Yes. Uh, I could be ready to move on to something else next week. We haven't quite picked it yet, but, uh, every Monday we release a new episode. Yep. Uh, anything else you got, Pops? No, just, uh,
0: Stay, stay tuned. We've got things coming up always. Yep, and uh, stay tuned after
1: the credits for a spoiler discussion if That's you've already right. seen the movie. Indeed. All right, talk at you next week.
0: When over the Cuckoo's Nest, is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zay.
1: Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brewover for Kevin and at The Old Man and da Brew for Doug. Keep
0: up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brewover. Email your feedback
1: to OneBrewOver at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend sound bites and trailers for films are taken from youtube and do not belong to this podcast all original music is written and recorded by kevin Zaid.
0: for archival episodes and more go to www.onebrewover.com and thanks for listening to one brew over the cuckoo's nest
1: Spoiler discussion. One last chance to turn it off, because the first spoiler is going to give away the, the big one. <laughs> um, Yeah, probably so. Okay. At what time during the movie did you realize they were making a movie?
0: Fairly soon. It wasn't
1: very well hidden, but nah. at the end when he throws the knife. Oh, yeah. I was like. She throws a knife to him, right? Yeah, and he catches it, and you're like. And then they, all of a sudden, the wife is played by Demi Moore. Yeah, and it was like, what did you think when that happened? I mean, I kind of went, "What?" I knew it was coming. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mean, well, I didn't know the actor switch was coming, but like, yeah. as they keep talking about the movie, I started going like, "Oh, we're watching the movie. I get it now. Like, this whole <laughs> thing has been a movie, and uh, it's one of those." Based on really, you know, like, is it a movie or is it real? Is it a movie? Is it real? And then at the end, it was like, you know, they're in the theater. And I I was disappointed. I think had that not happened, I don't know how. So you think the whole thing was a movie? That's that's why this didn't get a five from me. Is at the very end, I was like, so what do you think happened in real life? How did they get out of it? Do you think Nicolas Cage killed that guy with a knife at the end of the movie?
0: Well, it seemed far fetched.
1: Or at the, in real life, before the before they you start realizing they're filming the film, like that's kind of where I'm saying is like at ah. that moment you start wondering which parts of this were the the movie that were.
0: I did not watch it as, um, cerebrally as you did. Uh. And now that I think about it, it does make some sense for most of it to have been a movie.
1: Right. So, for example, the drug scene. Yeah. They talk about throwing in a drug scene for the movie. Right. And then they do the drug scene where they take acid. And so, like, just little bits and pieces like that where you go, oh, so how much of what we were watching was the movie we were watching versus, you know, versus the... The real life I don't know. To me, it made it kind of like it, it made it a little cheaper at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I know I, I I hear what you're saying. I you know, I don't know why, but I didn't really think about it that way. It didn't bother me that it turned out to be a movie. But I think to me now that I think about it, maybe it does bother me.
1: To me, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think what might have been better for me is the climax happened, and at the end, Pedro and Nick are like looking at each other, and they go, "Now we know how the movie ends." And then it goes to the screening, yeah, where they show you the reproduction of how the movie ends, yeah. Or oh, what. right. Like, I don't know. To me, that yeah. would have been that would have solved huh. the issue. To be like interesting, because yeah, at that at that very end, you go also oh, like what was was like, it all was a movie? It, what was the movie part yeah like, I don't know so it I, it either it just kind of convoluted the script like oh so did I gotta go with a three and a half now <laughs> <laughs> was uh did uh was Tiffany haddish just a, a character in the movie or was she an actual CIA agent like like where were those well you you real? love to
0: think about movies where they don't tell you what things are.
1: I gave All it right. a four and a half. <laughs> but no, they didn't. They they told us what it was. They told us how it ended. Mm-hmm. But they confused the rest of the film for me.
0: Yeah, no, that's. I guess I I guess I see what you're saying.
1: Uh, but yeah, that I guess that's really. I guess when we talked earlier about spoilers, that was the big one. That was kind of a big dislike uh, for me. Yeah. That I wanted to at you least couldn't
0: say it. Then yeah, there's
1: not actually a ton to spoil in this film.
0: No, there's really not. I mean, he gets there and the it turns out that he he's not he's not the bad guy. Right. You know, he doesn't he's not the guy who has people killed and all that. He didn't kidnap the girl.
1: Right. It's his yeah. cousin or brother or uncle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, now you got me thinking. If the whole thing
0: is just a movie within a movie, <laughs> The
1: donut hole. It kind of starts sounding like a donut hole, right? Yeah.
0: But if it is, then there's no reason to have that girl kidnapped first,
1: is there? No. Well, I'm not necessarily saying the whole thing was a movie. What I'm saying is that confused it for me. Of like, what when we were watching it, what were we watching? Were we watching the movie or were we watching? Real life that inspired a soon to be filmed movie. Like, That's
0: what I was assuming that it was. They made a movie of it at the end, and then they show you the ending with the knife and all. Right. But
1: and then you know, like they 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 make clues of like the daughter and the and the wife are in there, and the daughter's like, "Who cast Demi Moore as yeah. as mom?" And he's like, right. "It was a studio." deal or something like that it was it was an executive decision yeah i didn't, I didn't pick you know which so makes it, like, it
0: really funny because he doesn't have a daughter
1: <laughs> right yeah right right yeah. so yeah it was just that was one of those things i was just like oh, so what what were we watching were we watching a movie yeah in a movie or was it like when did i don't know
0: um you I- think about donut holes in a donut <laughs> hole is that they are still both delicious and they're both donuts. Quite tasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Uh,
1: but yeah, I kind of, at the beginning, I kind of was wishy-washy on whether it was him or not. But as they keep going, I kind of felt like it. he was mistaken. Wait. The, or the CIA, was mis- he was a mistaken uh, oh. target. Like oh, it, right. I, I was not, let's just say, I was not shocked when it turned out that he had nothing to do with the the kidnapping and the, no. the, the killing people and stuff and yeah, like I th- that
0: i think if you're watching it and paying attention i think you decide early on that he's not or at least you hope he's not yeah <laughs> right right you're kind of rooting for him he's one charming guy in this <laughs> yeah. film yeah that there were certain things about that were kind of fun though they go over that wall you know that you see that in every preview where he's hanging out over that wall, I'm not gonna let you go and stuff like that. And you think, why did you put why did you put that in there? Now everybody's gonna know. It's just and then then you realize it's not even a whole wall. Yeah. And the guy he comes around and goes, around the side. turns out we could have just walked around it. <laughs> yeah. That was really that funny. Was funny. So kudos to the guy who cut the uh the trailer, trailer for it. Yeah. Because so many times, and I hate it when they do that. They'll take a part that's really funny, and they put it in the trailer, and then when you see
1: it in the movie, you go, ah, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, a hundred times yeah. with all the previews you see, yeah. Uh, or uh, or the opposite. They got a really funny bit in the preview, and it's not in the film.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that, too. That's,
1: that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. actually shouldn't happen. If you think about it, it's well, dishonest. They, they, no, it's not dishonest. They, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, the. I'm sorry, you're wrong. No, the people who make the trailer have nothing to do with the movie. Is they that true? Are, yeah, absolutely. They're trailer companies that cut the trailer, and they're, they only make trailers. They're given the little license plates on the end. They're given footage. You get it? Yeah. That, <laughs> Did you hear the lack of laughter over on this side yeah. of the couch? Yeah, I did, but uh. I hear it from over here. <laughs> uh, they're given footage well before the movie is finished. Well, that's just dumb. And a lot of the times, the director doesn't even know what footage is sent. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Uh, it's and good then thing the, one of us knows the about director movies. goes in and and or the editor really, the director and editor go in and cut stuff. And some of the stuff that makes it in the trailer isn't good enough for the film or isn't important enough, so they cut it. And that's why things are in trailers that aren't in films. Interesting. There. Now, a little piece of uh, movie knowledge for you. Well, you know, I just feel so much
0: smarter. <laughs> I, I do know that they do make mistakes with it. So, for example, I don't remember what movie it was I was looking up, but it included uh, Michelle Williams in the cast. And she wasn't in the movie, and I've seen that more than once. Where they've, especially now, I think with COVID and all the things that are backing movies up, where they'll, they, they're they're doing a deal with so and so to be in this movie, and they can't get it done for some reason, and they're not actually in the movie, but they're in the cast.
1: Oh, like on IMDb? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just it's kind of funny to see. Because I'll look at it and go, well, I really like Michelle Williams. I don't remember her in that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What did she play? Yeah, that's because she played nothing. She wasn't in it. <laughs> well, I know that that has happened a couple of times with like uh, big ensemble films. This has happened a couple of times with Terrence Malick, who makes oh. these big films that films over months and months and has different stories and plots like that. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I not I don't want to say the name because I'm sure I, I don't remember who it was. But he filmed several weeks of footage for this uh, for the Thin Red Line. Yeah, that Vietnam film, right. and uh, and he, he wasn't in the movie. He wasn't. They in cut his. They oh, cut his character completely. But he went and filmed. Like he did the movie. Yeah, he was there filming, read oh, the character, did all that. Yeah, and in the final cut. He was just in all the cut scenes. They just hit that character's arc was unnecessary. Oh, you know what? I just remembered this
0: Michelle Williams was supposed to be in all the old knives, which we might Ooh, yeah. review very soon. Very actually. soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been on my list.
0: Yeah. I'll be interested to see what you think.
1: I'm excited. Yeah. Well Well, I got nothing else really. I just kinda of wanted to briefly touch briefly touch on that last little bit. So. Yeah.
0: That makes sense to spoil that. Um yeah, a pretty good movie really. Yeah. Overall. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I, I guess it was a fun movie for me. So
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for me.
0: And that's it for me too. Well,
1: You know, I just feel so much smarter. (laughs) That's what happens when you listen to one brew over the podcast. One
0: (laughs) (laughs) One brew over the
1: podcast. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.